Do you have, do you guys have $500 that you really just don't give a crap about? Danielle has a plan for you. She's going to get into that. We're going to talk about Andy No and his uh, sandwich. And it's, it's not what you might think. Um, and a, a bunch of rigging the election stuff. It's going to be interesting. Oh, and masks are poisoning your kids. We'll save that till last. If you're watching the replay, oh, uh, sorry, if you're, yeah, if you're watching the replay, skip ahead three minutes, watch the rest of the show, um, hit the thumbs up, follow the channel, do all the free things. We appreciate it. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back after the Muzak.
is up, guys? Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. What's up, Danny? Nothing, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is TPF's report for Monday, August 28th, 2023. Nailed it. Yeah, you did. Nice job. Got that date right. Well, it's right in front of me now. It's always been there. Just never noticed it until recently. Dude, that does not mean that we can't mess it up. That's very true. That is very true. It's good to be back. Thank you all for tuning in. Going to say hi to our friends uh, on the first break. We're going to dig into some content, though. And I think Danielle, Danielle, don't you have a deal that's too good to pass up? So good. But you have misled our friends. Oh, sorry, friends. So, well, let's let's talk about it. And then we'll talk about what you've already said that's misleading. Y'all, Billy McFarland is back. Yeah, he is. An early happy birthday to me. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, you love you love a good Billy McFarland story. Dude, remind I, remind oh, our friends who he it. is. Remind our friends so, who he is. And don't forget to talk about the... Um, Billy McFarland is the douche bro from the Fire Festival. So the Fire Festival was the greatest party that never happened. Back in, was it 2017? 2017, yep. Supposed to be this huge uh, music festival in the Bahamas. People paid thousands of dollars to go to the Bahamas to see this multi day long music festival that was co produced by Billy McFarland, the douche bro, and Ja Rule. So it should be headlined by Blink 52, um, or sorry, Blink 182, Blink 52. Um, <laughs> yeah, Blink 52. Right? They, they the were the early, they were an they early were the Blink Early iteration, band. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a Billy McFarland thing. Um, well, it never happened. It just, it fell apart. Um, by, the, by the way, don't I don't want you to lose track, but were the Foo Fighters going to be there? Were they? Yeah. There were huge, there were gigantic acts that were supposed to be there, but they dropped out early on because they realized that it was just an absolute caca fest. Well, the um, Blink-182 were the last ones. Like they were the ones that were actually still supposed to be there when folks were like leaving to go to this thing. So people showed up on this supposedly Pablo Escobar's private island in the Bahamas, right. um, got there, and it was just an absolute crap show. They were supposed to have these luxury accommodations. They were essentially FEMA tents if they if they had anything at all. A lot of people had no accommodations whatsoever. There was a hurricane rolling in, which, granted, Billy McFarlane had no control over that, but just to, like, add insult to injury. There was also a huge event going on on the island, an annual, like, regatta or something going on on the island. So people couldn't get any other accommodations, couldn't stay in any hotels. Everything was all booked up, couldn't get flights off the island. So they were stu- they were stranded. It was supposed to be all-inclusive, and there was right. no food, there was no water, yes. no yes. drinks yes. for them. So They were screwed. Come to find out, it was all just a scam. It was all like just, you know, sandcastles just built out of nothing. So Billy McFarland and you and I kind of watched it as it was developing because 
at, back in 2017, as this thing was coming together, there were independent journalists and vloggers and bloggers back then who were following it saying, there's something wrong here. Like, we know who this guy is and we know the things that he does and this isn't going to happen. And they were putting together details about things like that um, the the fire festival website um, wasn't answering questions. And then after a while, they started deleting questions that customers were posting, like, what airline are we flying on? Oh. What date do we leave? What date do we get back? Those, you know, those what are the accommodations? You know, the difficult questions. Right? Asking for pictures yeah. of the of the site to see where they were going. They start deleting this stuff. So you and I were following that as it was building up. And then as the thing just hit, well, afterwards, a lot more information about Billy McFarlane came out and we found out who he really was. So years before fire festival, and we've talked about this, so I'm just going to go through it quickly, but Billy McFarlane started, this I mean, is he's the, had scams this always. Is the, oh, he was such a scammer, and this was the best. Of I think the this scams. is your favorite one. It is. So he had this what he called the um, magnesis, <laughs> the magnesis card, yeah. and it looked like what's the black the a Visa Black or an American Centurion Express Centurion card? Black card? Yeah. yeah, like the metal card, like when you drop it on on the bar, it like tings because it's metal. Well, the that's what his black card was meant to emulate, but it wasn't a credit card at all. It wasn't credit backed at all. So people would apply like that. That's a metal. Yeah. That's a metal. Yes. Yes. But it was well, no black. one can see it, but that's a metal metal credit yes, card. But it was black. So when you pulled it out at a bar, it looked like an Amex black card. Yes. Um it was so supposedly it was this um people paid tens of thousands of dollars to join this magnesis group. And supposedly it gave them access to these super elite, like look at Alex's smirking, these like super elite social events, these like social clubs. Um, there actually was a social club in Chelsea that magnesis rented, but nothing ever happened there. There were never any yeah. parties. There were never any like wealthy or famous people associated with this thing. And, and members were just pumping money into it, trying to buy access. The first clue, though, to to people who got this credit card. Right. Should have been that, that it wasn't actually a credit card. Right. You had to link your existing credit card to <laughs> it. But so this is what if you if you look at Billy McFarland through the years and through the scams, this is what he's great at doing. It's building desire for things yep. that don't exist and that you don't need. Like this magnesis card. He was building a desire and it's access, right? He's uh, It was he's it was for people that couldn't get the Centurion card. Well, and he's promising people access. He was promising his members access to these elite clubs and these elite events and access to these um, celebrities that he didn't have access to, but people were willing to yeah. pay him for that. So yeah. that dissolved. And then he created Fire, which was an app that was supposed to, again, provide access to um, um, entertainment groups. And this is where Ja Rule comes in, that it was supposed to 
have entertainers like, you know, musicians and, and performers and that normal people could access them through this app instead of having to go through, you know, layers and layers and layers of people, because that's what you have to do to get access to somebody like Ja Rule so that he doesn't end up getting scammed in one right. of these things. So this fire app was supposed to link like the everyday person to acts like really top notch acts. Well, then Billy says, you know what? Let's throw a festival to promote fire the app, which already doesn't exist. So that's where this whole fire festival thing came about. He starts scamming um, investors. He scammed investors out of $26 million to put on this festival. And like I said, he's great at like providing just enough information to make people want what he has. Like, and again, a lot of information has come out about the fire scam afterwards, like that he would be like slap out of money, like down to his last $7 and be like, we need more money. So he would, as they're promoting the fire festival, he would be like, okay, we're going to have these VIP rooms. So people need to People who already have tickets to so people who have already spent thousands of dollars for tickets to the fire festival now had the opportunity to buy these special access wristbands and they would get them into these exclusive events at the fire festival. Um, sure. For, for like an extra 20 grand. Right. To generate more money for him. Mm -hmm. And so that's how he ends up 26 grand or $26 million in the hole. That's what he went to jail for. Which is how was, he ended up in jail. Yes. Six counts of wire fraud for $26 million and $100,000. Where he was selling tickets to the Met Gala. Yeah, he did. From, yes, he did. From, from jail. jail. Waiting. Yeah. There yes. are no tickets. Yes. Yes. To the right. Met there Gala. There are no tickets to the Met Gala. But he so, yeah, was so selling them from his jail cell. Yes. Fucking amazing. So. Why does this matter, you ask? Because Fire 2.0, baby! Fire 2.0! Billy is back! Yes, so, he's got out of jail, and he's... Um, where is it going to be held? What acts are going to be there? We don't know. We have no idea. No idea. December 6th is the date that we're hearing. Billy says that the first round of tickets for $500 are sold out, so I'm sorry that Alex has bait and switched you, but y'all, you cannot get to Fire Festival for $500, but we're hearing that the next round of tickets are going to drop any day now for $799 to $799 to $7,999. Guess who's going to be looking for tickets, folks? Other way, other way, other way. Other, um, on your other side. Guess who's going to be looking for tickets? Folks. Well, you have to get on the waiting list. You have to apply to be on the waiting list. Well, I mean, as you would. So, right. I mean, if you're going to yes. buy tickets to a festival that's never right. going to happen, right. there has to and be a waiting listen, list. I've learned this from Alex. What does putting your name on a wait list give them? Your email, which they can then sell, mm -hmm. which they can use this email list to. Well, and they're going to have your credit card number. Go to promote. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually not on their wait list, so I don't know what all information you had to give them. But if nothing else, they can go to promoters and say, "Look at all of this interest that we already have." I mean, I've seen interviews with people who have bought that first round of tickets, and y'all, people are actually in for the. Like, oh, they'll do it again. What is going to have to happen now? But okay, hang on. Let me finish the thought. What's going to have to happen for people to still like? Is somebody going to have to die? 
for people to, but then people are still going to go to a shit because that's just going to make it. People almost did die the first time yeah, around. They had to be rescued. They had to be evacuated off the people island by were the authorities. Locked in the airport, they got chained into the airport. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And, and and quite frankly, if people had died, it would make demand for Ram two even, even higher. higher yep. Quite frankly, yes. because that is how stupid people can be. And now. Because people are interested in Billy's shit and they watched the the documentaries and I don't know who would be obsessed with Billy McFarlane, but people are obsessed with Billy McFarlane. You don't know who could, yeah. I have no who, idea who, who could possibly who pay could attention ever to this hokum. Who could be obsessed by Billy McFarlane? Who could possibly pay attention to this hokum? But that's, I think he's going to be able to use that to get more producers and people like that interested and being part of this thing. Do and, you, oh my God, how did I even forget? There's a Broadway musical. <laughs> There's a Broadway musical. I didn't even make that up, dude. It is the happy birthday to me. Uh -huh. It is the gift that keeps on giving. He's, He's calling him. it Fire 1.5 because there's the fire festival that already happened. There's the Broadway musical and then and Fire 2.0 the oh, that's coming. Fire 1.5. You got to love the nerve of this guy. Yes. I mean, you really do. Yes. Um, yeah. he, he ran out of shits to give. Yes. He's going to borrow shits from other people. And, and he's going to scam not, other people out of their shit. Not give those either. This guy is just a brazen skit. He's a scammer for life. Yes. And he, yes. Uh, yes. He, a, a fool and their money are easily parted as Danielle whips out her black yes. mag, mag, whatever the hell it was called. Magnesis card. Magnesis card. And, um, goes and, yes, and, goes I would and start buys herself. In New York, watching, seeing the show on Broadway, and then head to, I would go to Fire 1.5 on Broadway and then head to Fire 2.0. Yeah. Wherever it's going to be because we have no idea. Well, and it can't be in the Bahamas because the Bahamian authorities have said no. There are still yeah. charges against him. He cannot show his face here. We will arrest him. It's it's going to be at the it's going to be at the fucking Virginia Fairgrounds. Right. And, well, and, you know, fire, it's going to and, and if fire 1.0 was was supposed to push the boundaries of the impossible. I wonder what the tagline for fire 2.0 is. He does say he does say that. Um, where is it? He said it's the fastest. Most expensive since 2016 fire has been the most talked about festival in the world. Maybe not for the reasons he thinks, but this is what he says. We no. now we now saw this convert to one of the highest priced general admission pre-sales in history. So he's 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 actually bragging that he just well, bilked a bunch more people out of more money. And he's full of shit, dude. People have like literally caught on fire at Burning Man. So that's more time. I mean. I'm obsessed with the fire festival just because I'm obsessed with the douche bros, him and Screlly. Yeah. I'm going to say how that. I love. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that Glastonbury is probably the most talked about festival in the world. Probably. Um, and then uh, burning man, probably second to that. Um, 
the fire festival is is definitely talked lark. about yeah it's a lark is it's, what it is it's talked about but not for the reasons he yeah. might think it's uh, fun to make fun of this guy is he i don't know Dude, if he's just an evil genius in the or parking a lot well it took place it was they were setting up in the parking lot of a defunct sands all-inclusive resort <laughs> yes. that he was claiming was Pablo Escobar's yeah. private island. Yeah, I I don't know if he's an Everything evil genius or just a just a scumbag criminal. I mean, we we know he's a scumbag criminal. He went to jail for it, but how does he think this is going to not land him back in jail? He's got to, there've got to be terms to his, his. Because he's, no, there aren't. There are not. Not that he can't put on another festival. You can get out and screw people over all over again. All right. I don't know if you've ever heard him speak, but hang on. I have one more gift that keeps on giving. Okay. You know how I love me some Andy. Now I'm going to get all my stuff out in the beginning so that I don't drive you crazy, needling you to get you to let me tell my stories. Andy, no. Oh, I love this story. You know how I love me some Andy No. So this is not a fun story, the Andy No part. So we know that Andy, bless his heart, Andy No is forever getting his, well, probably not anymore because he can't do on the ground journalism anymore because people know who he is. But he was forever getting himself stomped because if people don't remember or know who Andy No is, he is a an independent citizen journalist who took it upon himself to expose Antifa for what they were. Right. So he would, t- <laughs> did you want to say something? No, no, you had that look. So he would take pictures of Antifa's out there robbing and marauding and publish them and tell people what was happening, like what they were actually doing. Well, in Portland, they almost killed him. Right. They, um, you know that I know, Alex, I know you know that um, Antifa are notorious for their concrete milkshakes, yes. right? They would have literally concrete in a milkshake and then they would throw it. Well, three particular Antifas attacked Andy No with concrete milkshakes and just domed him, bashed him in the head and yeah, almost killed him. Yeah. So he sued him and he won 300,000 of the biggest dollars he will never see. Right. He won it by default judgment, though. Right. Because these are the here. These are the defendants: Catherine Balea, I don't know how to say it, Madison Allen, and Samich Overkill, shot deputy, whose real name is uh, Joseph 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 Evans. Yeah. But he legally changed his name to Samich Overkill, shot. Deputy, and it's S C H O T T hyphen hyphen deputy. Yeah, double barreled name, shot hyphen deputy. I I said to Danielle, I wonder how the judge felt reading that name out when uh, when it came up. Sam, here's the thing. So anyway, Andy won by default judgment because they didn't even show up to trial. So default judgment went Andy knows way three hundred thousand dollars, but Daniel makes the the valid point three hundred thousand dollars that he's never going to see, and quite frankly, even if they had shown up, who's going to pay the judgment? Right? I don't imagine that these are four of America's or three, I should say, of America's best and brightest, especially old young Samich there. <laughs> hey. 
show some respect. Call Mr. Shot Deputy. Buzz. Sorry, Mr. Shot Deputy. Um, I, I, I picture Danielle, Danielle said if he doesn't have facial tattoos, he's doing and something wrong. The next snake, the little next snake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have a bunch of facial piercings and tattoos, he's not living his best life. No, nope. you don't intentionally change your name to sandwich unless you're, you're from head to toe covered in uh, ink to be right. honest with you, but they didn't show up. Andy wins 300 grand. Um, Again, he's never going to see it, but here's, here's my question. And this article doesn't, doesn't necessarily say because he's suing these people as individuals, not, he's not suing Antifa, right? Right. Because I mean, for you, listen to the Antifa members. Well, Antifa is not a thing. It's unorganized. There's no central organizing body or anything like that, which is why it's a complete clusterfuck of clowns to be honest with you um at least at least blm had some organization corrupt organization right but it had some organization behind it they stole everybody's they 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 pulled a uh, billy mcfarland actually they stole everybody's money they bought big houses they employed their family members as high high priced security and assistance and shit but at least there was some organization there there's no organization whatsoever to uh, to antifa and that's so the, andy was is them. this the three of them Holy shit. And so let me pull that up. And so Andy was um, having to sue these people individually. Um, It would have been nice for them to show. And actually, here, let's uh, let's take a look at the... That's... um, (laughs) You cannot make this up. Which one do you think is Samich? I think the one with the blue lips. You think that's Samich? Oh, no. Well, hang he, on. He, he, listen, it could. All right. So answer me this. Which of those is the girl? Right. Can anybody well, tell these days? I reckon Samich is, is the uh, young albino looking uh, person on Danielle's side there. I reckon that's the, oh. to me, that's the most likely candidate for sandwich. If you ask me, I don't know who knows. Um, Although the one with the blue looks a little bit draggy. And I, again, I don't know if that's a girl or a guy. I don't know I if the one a- in the middle is the girl or a guy. It appears the one in the middle might have boobs, but. Well, and what's to say that any of them could is be an man actual boobs. girl? I don't, like, yeah. Started off being a girl. Who knows these days? Right. It's uh, ridiculous. Just the fact that we're having this conversation. I yeah. think Steve, for- Steve says, why do they look like that? Yeah, it's, a very, <laughs> it's a very good question, Steve. Why do they look like that? Dude, that's Antifa right there. That is Antifa. That is Antifa. So, yeah, Andy, no, 300 grand that he's never going to see. Um, now, Here's the thing: If they default on this judgment, then they can face uh, they can face um, criminal prosecution at that point, and maybe go to jail. Quite frankly, they should be in jail anyway. Right. You tr- you you go to brain somebody with a concrete milkshake, um, straight to jail. That's for that's uh, why is that it was Parks and Rec, <laughs> straight to jail. Um, fuck. All right, let's let's move on. Let's say hi to our friends, shall we? 
Yes. Who's here? Janine's here. What's up, Janine? Good to see you. Janine. Michelle Brown is here. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Canadian Bacon's here. Hi from Dallas, Texas, she says. Well, hi back, Dallas, Texas. But it's hot over there. Pardon me, Steve's here. The Hammer. What's up, Steve? What up? Uh, Peggy Brown is here. What's up, Peggy? Bill Campbell's here. Semper Fi. Uh, Semper Fi, Bill. Legion's with us. What's up, Legion? Diamond Dave is here. Hi, honey, honey. What's going on, Dave? Joy is here. Hey, Joy. Hello, sister. Rita's here. Hi, Rita. Hi, mama. Uh, Holly is Holly Allison, just for fun radio. What's up, Holly? Hello, Good sister. to see you. Thank you for tuning in. Brett Brown is here. Brett said, I think my 12-year-old hey, could beat their asses and make them make me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve, why do they all look like that? It's a really good question, dude. I have absolutely it's, no yeah. idea. Bill's here. Um Bill, former Marine, I want to talk about something. Uh, no I have such thing a, as a former Marine. I had a, um, I had a story here that interested me. I don't think it will necessarily interest many people. There was a, uh, there was a Osprey incident, an Osprey accident, Danielle, that oh. unfortunately, that un- unfortunately killed three oh U.S. Marines in uh, Australia. I I was particularly interested in this because you know this Danielle many people probably don't my my former brother-in-law Karsten is a three-star general he's a lieutenant yes. general in the marine corps he was um I mean he's he's now in charge of training and development for the marine corps or something he was in charge of first marine he ran first marine expeditionary forces when he was a two-star now he's a three-star he's slated for four-star he was um he was an osprey pilot at one point in his career and when he was uh when he was the commandant at uma arizona which is the marines air combat whatever division it's their it's their marines air combat base and he was the uh, commandant there he oversaw obviously the osprey and he when congress wanted to shut down the osprey program karsten went to congress and testified to congress and got them to keep the program going and you know he he admitted he said yeah listen they're they're tricky little beasts they're difficult to fly. They're temperamental. They cost an absolute fortune to maintain and keep running. But there is absolutely nothing else that fills the role that the Osprey fills for the Marine Corps. And we have to keep it going. And it's still going now. Now that there's been this, um, now that there has been this uh, newest incident of course, the Osprey program is probably going to be coming under under question again. Yeah, Legion said Osprey's been killing Marines for decades. Yeah, it it is a uh, it's a fickle little bitch, quite frankly. But Karsten loved it, and Karsten fought for it, and got it to stick around until now. But I have a feeling we're going to be saying bye to the Osprey soon. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I I still don't know that there's anything. And maybe, uh, maybe Bill or Legion know, is there absolutely anything 
I suppose large, uh, like CH-10s, Karsten flew those as well. I'm assuming Chinooks could fill a portion of its role. I don't know. But I don't think we have anything anywhere available to us that would fill the the, the exact role. What is the unique, the I mean, is there like fills. a unique offering that it, that it has, or is it a combination of it's things? It's a combination you know? of things. It's like a multi-role aircraft. It can do all kind of different shit anywhere you want it to do it. And that's okay. the beauty of it. It can operate virtually anywhere. And I don't know that there's anything uh, on the horizon to, to actually replace it. But yeah, they're, they're both saying both, both the Marines are mm -hmm. saying they uh, had issues for a long, they have, like I said, they, they are fickle. Bill says nothing with that flexibility. Yeah. Just use a Chinook the, uh, with a bunch of side-mounted side guns. guns, yeah, that very absolutely safer, for sure safer. Um, but yeah, sorry, I, I, that interested me. I don't know if it interests many people, but yeah, I think we're going to be saying goodbye to the Osprey soon, and I don't think Karsten will be uh, will be uh, fighting to keep it anymore. Right. I think he's past that stage in his career. There are other people I'm assuming now that fill that role and perform right. those duties. Um, all right, let's, let's move on. Shall we? Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's, um, let's talk about, all right. They tried to rig the 2016 election. Dirty riggers. I'm telling you, they tried to rig the 2020 election. They're now trying to rig the 2024 election. We talked about some of this last week. And we're going to keep talking about it as, as the evidence presents itself because it's important to talk about. We're, we're literally watching them try to steal another election from under our noses. We right. talked about the rollout of, of uh, new COVID restrictions coming. We saw what happened the last time they did that. It stole an election. They want to do it again. This time we're in a rather unique situation because we have a, uh, a former president running for president who's facing, the media are saying 90 indictments. There's a total of 90, some of which uh, apply to Donald Trump, some of which don't. I don't know the actual number, but there's over 90 indictments out there floating around against different people surrounding, revolving in the periphery of Donald right. Trump, let's say. Turns out, as if, as if we didn't already know this was going to be the case, turns out the indictments are also rigged, Danielle. Now, what? Now, listen, we know that Jack Smith can be convened a grand jury in Washington, D.C. to go over evidence for crimes that were supposedly committed in Georgia for a trial that's going to be held in Georgia and then tried to bring that indictment down to Georgia. And right now the judge is having none of it. Right. Right. And he's been ordered to show up in court to to actually um, argue his legal justification for doing that. We don't know what's going to happen in that case. But listen, it's, it's probably going to go to court here. Turns out, though, that while that grand jury was convening, Biden staffers were meeting with members of Jack Smith's team before the indictment, Danny. This might seem... People might say, yeah, okay, so what? This is supposed to be an independent prosecutor, an independent um, 
special prosecutor, right? Right. There are federal laws, federal and federal, and tons of federal rules that govern independent, special counsel, sorry, that govern independent special counsels. They are supposed to be exactly that, independent. They're not supposed to have been in the employ of the United States government or any state government. They are supposed to be truly independent. They, they have to have a legal background. They have to be a practicing, licensed attorney, a member of a bar. And there are a ton of rules that uh, govern their behavior, including collusion. When one side of the equation, i.e. Joe Biden, is what can only be described as persecuting his political opponent, it doesn't look good when Joe Biden, the current president of the United States, has members of his administration meeting with the special prosecutor, whatever it's called, special counsel, who's who's actually convening a grand jury and bringing indictments against that president's primary opposition. Right. It looks... We've seen things like this happen. Noriega down in South America. We, we saw this kind of behavior all the time down there. We've seen it happen in places like Iran, the sh between the Shahs and what ultimately became the Ayatollah Khomeini. We saw the political persecution and the trials and the executions there. We know where this leads, which is why we have rules that prohibit it. You can't be fraternizing like this. Right. You can't be sending surrogates from the special, special counsel's office to the office of the president, colluding in secret about the indictments they're going to bring. You can't do it because we don't know what they discussed. What if they were discussing, oh, I don't know. Hey, what's the best time to bring these indictments? What would be the most damaging to Donald Trump? What would right. be the most beneficial to, to us, meaning the White House? So let's, let's get together and talk about timing. And while we're at it, let's bring in somebody from Fannie Willis's office down in Atlanta. Because we got to make sure that we waste as much of Donald Trump's time as we can so we can't afford to have overlapping investigations so that he can, you know, jump from one to another on the same day and knock them out. We've got to drag this out. We've got to make sure that we're going to waste all of his time. Right. So we're going to have to collude to work this shit out. And it appears that's exactly what's been happening. White House visitor logs show that an aide for special counsel Jack Smith quietly met with the White House counsel's office just weeks before the indictment of President Trump on classified document charges. Visitor logs viewed by the Epic Times show that Jay Bratt, 
appropriate name, a prosecutor on Mr. Smith's team went, met with Carolyn Saba, deputy chief of staff for President Joe Biden's White House counsel's office on March 31st. Although the logs provide no details as to the subject of the meeting or what was discussed, questions have been raised about why a member of Mr. Smith's team would be meeting with the White House counsel's office while in the midst of of an investigation into President Trump. Valid questions are being asked. They're not being answered. Nobody, nobody seems to have answers, Danielle. Right. And why would they? They've got an election to rig. Giving answers would expose their crimes. Refusing to answer gives Jack Smith plausible deniability. Oh, I have no idea. Right. I'm not my brother's keeper. I've no idea what uh, I've no idea what Jay Brat was doing there, meeting with the White House. Those are questions for him. Then we have Jim Jordan. House launches investigation of Fonnie Willis. Fonnie Fanny. Don't know how to say it. Don't care. The chairman of the U.S. House Judiciary Committee has sent a letter to District Attorney Fanny Willis demanding records and documents related to any communication she had with federal officials related to her investigation of former President Donald Trump and his allies. Jim Jordan said that he wants to find out whether Willis coordinated with the Department of Justice or the White House as she led the inquiry into whether Trump and others broke the law when they attempted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. This comes on the heels of reports last week that Fannie Willis was, in fact, making phone calls and talking to the very same counsel's office that Jay Brett was talking to. These are crimes, people. Yes. These are, these are and, I, and I mean, these are substantial crimes that they're committing here. If it's true, allegedly. Right. These are substantial crimes that are being committed here. This is collusion. It's prosecutorial misconduct, at the very least. Right. And it should result in a just system. It would result in all of these indictments getting thrown out because now they are tainted. Now they're dirty. These are now considered dirty investigations. They are no longer sterile. And under a just system, they would be thrown out by a court. Here's the problem. We have a judge in D.C. who's just champing at the bit to get her teeth into Donald Trump. A judge, Chatka, I think her name is, who is, uh, has the reputation of the, the toughest of judges on January 6th defendants. Right. She's champing at the bit to get hold of these people. She's not going to throw anything out for impropriety. No. She should, by law. She should, but she's not going to. And unfortunately, the judge here in, in Georgia has no jurisdiction. So they're going to get away with this. They're going to get away. I'm only telling you so that you're aware of the, the level of unlawful conduct that is actually taking place 
during the course of these investigation and these indictments to get Donald Trump. It's the the levels they will stoop to to try well, to get him. And they made a motion to get it out of her courtroom, right? We're going to get to that in a second. Oh, sorry. That's okay. In fact, we'll lead into it now. Yeah, the the proceedings down here. On one side, we've got Jack Smith, who's trying to get his case moved out of a D.C. federal court down to the court here in Georgia, right? Because it's going to be easier for him to try it down here in Georgia. Right. On the other hand, you have now one of Donald Trump's co-defendants, Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, who's filed a motion to be removed from the overall indictment and to have his case heard independently. He has the right to do so. The judge has ordered a second hearing now on the removal of Mark Meadows's hearing. Now, there's legal precedent for this. There's a statute in federal law that says while a person is actively working under, i.e. under contract with the federal government, they cannot be prosecuted by a state. Okay. Mark Meadows was acting in his opinion, in his professional capacity as chief of staff. Fannie Willis claims he wasn't. Fannie Willis claims he was engaged in, in political activity rather than the, the work of the people. And that's right. how she's claiming jurisdiction here in Georgia. Uh, in, in, sorry. It, yeah, that's, this is yeah, Fannie yeah, Willis's yeah. here in Georgia. The law disagrees with her entirely. If, and let me give you an example of what she's claiming. Mark Meadows got a phone number for Donald Trump. I can't remember who it was. It was um, it was a governor of some state. It wasn't the governor of Georgia. It was the governor of another state. Trump asked Mark Meadows to, hey, get me, uh, get me the phone number of so-and-so. Get me on the phone with them. I need to ask them some questions. Don't know what the questions were relating to. Fannie Willis claims it was related to what happened here in Georgia. And that what Mark Meadows did was a crime. It was part of the conspiracy. It was part of the racketeering that went on here. Mark Meadows, chief of staff, getting a phone number for his boss, the president of the United States, she considers to be a crime. Mark Meadows considers that, that to be one of the key functions of my job. I think we're going to find Mark Meadows now, case if he removed. Now, if what the person, no, I mean, it was Trump, obviously the president, but if the person like that he was, the contact he was making, if that was for criminal enterprise, that does fall under RICO. So, yeah, but there's no evidence that it was. Right. And is so that the was is the key. Right. Right. Yeah. She's just so, claiming that every every action right. that took place was part of the racketeering. Air action. Yes. Yeah. Because and, she's again, we talked about this before. She's she's not bright. Right. And I'm sure everybody knows this, but that's what Rico is. It's how they got 
organized crime bosses. It's how they looped them in to the crimes that they were ordering to be committed. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, this was back in the 70s, because, of course, the like the upper level crime bosses weren't actually criming. They were just ordering the crimes to be committed. And it was their deputies, their lieutenants that were actually committing the crimes. Mm -hmm. So it was the lower level guys that were getting caught and they could never touch the big guys. So that's when they came up with Rico. So that's what freaking Penny Willis is trying to use. Right. She's, she's a lunatic, quite frankly. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I think, I, I think that there's a a hundred percent, probability that Mark Meadows is going to be removed from, from the class indictment. And when that happens, because of his, his status as a federal employee, it means his case will be moved to the DC jurisdiction and uh, tried in federal courts there. That's what removal is. Remember, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot tougher for them to get a conviction in those federal courts. This is why Jack Smith wants to move his out of D.C.'s federal jurisdiction and down into Georgia, right? So we've got Jack Smith trying to come this way, and we've got Mark Meadows trying to go that way. And as soon as Mark Meadows is successful, it's going to start an avalanche of these motions for removal. And Fannie Willis's racketeering case, racket is, it's going to fall, fall apart. apart. Yeah. yeah, it's going to fall apart. Because Mark Meadows, I, I have absolutely no doubt, will be successful here because the law is on his side. And the law is very clear that when you're acting in your official capacity as an employee of the federal government, you can't be prosecuted by the states. Right. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. The only question now was, was he acting in his official capacity? And the things that she has in the indictment that she said that he's done are absolutely the People duties the, the duties of his office. Right. I think her indictment's going to fall to pieces. Now, she doesn't care. Don't get me wrong. Right. We've, right. I've said they this don't... from the beginning. Right. The goal here isn't a, a successful prosecution of Donald Trump. The goal here is to waste his time. Legion said, Le, it, it, Legion said Trump doesn't even have to spend money campaigning other than uh, lawyer fees. Um, the deep state media will try to do it for him. Even his lawyer fees, I, I, they estimate it's going to cost him about $10 million a month, which is, don't get me wrong, it is a shit ton of money. But they're not doing it for the money either. They're not doing it so that he has to throw money. And right. by the way, we're paying his lawyer fees by going out and buying the... the if And, and just, a, just a heads up, if you do decide to buy a Trump t-shirt with his mug shot on it, Go to DonaldJTrump.com yes. and buy it there. Don't buy it from the, don't buy it from anywhere else. Buy it there because that money, it won't go towards his election, but it will go towards his legal fees. Okay. He can use that money towards his, if, if you feel like throwing a multi-billionaire money for his legal fees anyway, go well, buy your. I think if you're going to buy a Trump mugshot shirt, buy it from Trump. Yeah. Buy it from Trump. Let him. I mean, why let, give somebody else that money versus him? Yeah, let him profit off that. Um, but it's not even money they're trying to cost him. It is right. time they're trying to cost him. And this is where all this ties together. Folks, if you were wondering where I was going with this, it all comes down to time. The reason Jack Smith is colluding with the White House, the reason that Fannie Willis 
is allegedly, I should say, the reason they're all allegedly colluding with the White House is to come up with a timeline, the most effective way to waste Don, the most valuable asset Donald Trump has, which is time. They've right. now set a date for one of these trials the day before Super Tuesday. I don't know what's, I don't know if any states, any caucus states are included on Super Tuesday or whether all of the caucus, I think there are four caucus states and they may have all convened prior to Super Tuesday. But the key to caucusing is being on the ground. Right. You have to be there. And these prosecutors in this White House and this federal government and this corrupt Justice Department, they know that to be successful, you have to be there. And if they can take Donald Trump's most valuable asset, his time, and waste it in D.C. and Florida and Georgia, they're taking away success from Donald Trump at those, those all-important caucuses. And, of course, the other states that are just as equally as important on Super Tuesday that chances are he's not going to have the time to go visit. Then, there, then there's the timing of all of these trials. The indictments that have been brought, let me put it this way. If these indictments were brought against any of the rest of us, it would take years for these to make their way to a courtroom because of all of the work that needs to be done, all of the discovery, all of the prep, all the pre-motion, everything that goes in to, to the build-up to a trial. Just one of these indictments is 96 pages. And they want to rush these into court as quickly as possible. It doesn't give the defense any time to prepare. Right. Now, in the case of Georgia, those defendants have the right to a speedy trial, and a couple of them are requesting them. A couple of them have already requested under Georgia's speedy trial law. They're requesting a speedy trial. Well, now the prosecutors are trying to scramble. You know why? Because they're not ready either. Right. They're not ready either because they brought the indictment not when they were ready to go. Remember, I said a good prosecutor won't bring an indictment until they've nailed down intent. Yep. And Fannie Willis has zero intent here because she's still working on it and still working on And she wants to have until Super Tuesday to be able to come up with intent. Now we have defendants demanding a speedy trial, which they will be granted. In fact, one has already been granted, and she's now going to have to bring an unprepared prosecution into court. It's unprepared because they colluded with the White House and Jack Smith to work out the timing. Right. The most important thing to them was the timing rather than the the actual substance of the evidence 
Her indictment is going to implode, Danielle. It's going to fall apart. Right. The first time we talked about Fannie Willis, I I made a point of letting you folks know that allegedly she's a fucking moron. Allegedly. Right. I think I said she was thick as shit. Mm-hmm. I believe was was the phrase I used. And she is proving on a daily basis how shit thick she actually is. She's not ready. She hasn't been ready. And the motions that are now coming to her, she's used to taking teachers to court for racketeering. Right. That's what she's used to. She's used to taking, she's not used to taking these high profile, well-represented, wealthy defendants into court. And it's coming back to bite her in the ass. And again, it's going to lead to an avalanche of people demanding a speedy trial for which she is ill-prepared. And it's going to split her time up. It's perfect. Because each of these dependents, are de- de- they're, de- they're being stripped from the underlying class. The main, the, the, you know, the, the RICO. They're, so how does, I'm sorry. Go on. How does that work if one or multiple of them are demanding a speedy trial? Like, I mean, do they, how does that even work when you have all those defendants? Like, do you try them all? They have to, they'll be removed and tried separately. And this is okay. perfect for, for the defense. Right. Not so good for the prosecution who are, who are just going to be spread too thin. They're, okay, so it. They're neither so it doesn't pr- trigger the whole case. No, the, the, but okay. each but each defendant that files the motion in Georgia law requires the motion for them to be granted a speedy trial independent okay. of the others. For each one that does that, let's say 15 of them do it. That's 15 individual cases that they're going to have to schedule and hear while she's also trying to keep the rest of her RICO from falling apart while the federal... Uh, the federal defendants are filing motions for removal to be moved back to jurisdiction in DC. Right. It's going to fall apart on her. And this is what I've said. These indictments are the only one I'm concerned about is Mar-a-Lago. That's the right. only one I'm concerned about because I mean, it, 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 it has some teeth. It has teeth. And unless they can, unless they can sort out the president's authority to declassify before going to trial, it's going to continue to have teeth. But all the rest are just complete. They're, they're bullshit, is what they are. Absolute bullshit charges. Um, you know, and we talked about how the left wants to be able to call Trump four time indicted and. If you watch the news, which why would you? But if you're watching the news, that's how he's being referred to, is four-time indicted former president. And I don't know if this has been going on for a while because I really don't watch the news, but I just happened to catch MSNBC the other day. And um, when Trump was making his comments, I think it was after the Georgia thing or maybe on the way, I can't remember what it was, but 
he stepped up to make comments and they said, we're not going to follow his comments live because yeah. we can't risk. Can't risk misinformation. The misinformation. Yes. yes. So we'll listen to him and come back and tell you what yeah. he says. That's, that's what your, the, the actual. That's the legacy media. That? That's the legacy media rigging an election. Um, let me bring this up again. Legion, every time a defendant gets dropped from a RICO case, it weakens the entire case as the whole are guilty of the conspiracy. Yes. Yes. But he meant accused. He corrected himself and said. Uh, yeah, accused of the conspiracy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's absolutely right. And this yeah. is why her, her RICO will collapse. Yep. It will be non-existent. Um, Fanny wants the early trial defendants to flip as state's witnesses because that's all she has left at this point. She does. Right. She doesn't have the. She doesn't have the means, nor the evidence, to prosecute these people individually. Because at the end of the day, there's there's no underlying crime. What is? Somebody tell me what the crime is. Well, and I'm sure we've talked about this. That really, the underlying crime is that. Donald Trump tried to force people to like make it so that he won an election that he didn't believe that he won. That's her claim. But, but so that's the thing is that she has to be, dude, Donald Trump has never thought he's lost a thing a day in his life. Right. So, I mean, but that's the underlying. Right. She's trying to criminalize his thought process. And probably a thought that he didn't have. He probably, to this day, believes that he won he that election. He still, to this day, believes he won the election. That's why she has no crime. Right. She has no intent. And without intent, she's getting zero prosecutions. And um, Janine says, ask Legion if if uh, he thinks any of them will flip. I will tell you, I don't. I don't believe any of them will flip. There's no reason for them to. They're not. They're not in any trouble. They're just not. Right. Especially once they're removed from the RICO. They're in no trouble whatsoever. You got a phone? Oh, yeah, I got him a phone number. Who's going to find you guilty for that? Or making a post on social media. Right. Right. Even Donald Trump himself, for saying on a phone call, God, all we need to do is find 15,000 votes. Every politician who's ever ran for office ever at one point in their life or during their their political election experience has made that statement. Right. Or it may not be 15,000 votes, but man, all we need to do is find 200 votes. Right. All we need to do is find 50 more votes. It's one of the most common utterances that a politician can make. Right. Go look at the go look at the case law into uh, excited utterance. She's got nothing. She's a moron. We didn't even get to face masks being dangerous right. for your kids tonight. We're gonna have to do that Thursday. Sorry, that's because you wouldn't cool your tits on freaking fire. Your tits were on fire. <laughs> Me, and that was, and that was the thumbnail for the damn show. 
Ooh, and we, we didn't get one of those in I'm a gonna, while. I'm going to go back and revise the Maybe, thumbnail, yeah. reuse that one for Thursday, I yeah. think, because we have to talk about it. It's, you can make one of me with my head on fire. Yeah, it's absolutely critical, and it ties in to everything we've talked about tonight. The 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 rigging, Sorry. the rigging that is it's fine. The rigging that is absolutely taking place tonight will continue this on Thursday. Uh, Remember where we left off. We're leading into the next part of the story then. We're out of time, honey. Yes. All right. Yeah. First, uh, before Dave leaves, uh, honey, honey, be safe. Everybody that's down there in the way of this hurricane, y'all please be safe. Um, And everybody, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll see you back here on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Love you. See you. Hey, hit the thumbs up and follow the channel.